Hello, my name is Hayley Morris and this is Conversation Time. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're all doing really well today and you've all had a wonderful week or start to the week whenever it is you're listening to this. Today I'm joined by a wonderful guest who I met online a couple of years ago and I met her during the midst of the era where I used to make videos about bodily functions online. Throwback to if you were along that journey with me where I used to talk about peeing, pooping, farting, periods, all that stuff that is considered kind of gross for a girl to talk about, but here we are. And so my guest today is an author, a writer, she's a blogger, she's a feminist, she's just an amazing human being. Her name is Alice Clover. The way we met was through a book that she wrote called Girls Love to Fart, and she's doing some really important work, I feel. And This conversation, when I was imagining it, I was kind of imagining us just giggling about farting and pooping, but it ended up being such an important conversation. Ultimately, we're taught to be ashamed of who we are. I always knew that Alice and I would get on really well and have really strong conversation, but this was just really, really wonderful. If you want to learn more or see some of Alice's books, then you can follow her on Instagram, Alice Clover Stories. She also has a website, aliceclovastories.com. So definitely go and check that out. But I will leave all of the information on where you can find Alice in the show notes. So without further ado, let's jump straight in. Because it's it's weird, isn't it? Like when you're younger, all bodily functions like that, you're taught from a young age that I guess they're they're silly, they're funny, or they're not they're not normal in a way and what you're doing is just completely normalizing it and allowing people to feel like being human is okay yeah and like when so when you started writing this book like how did you get into it what made you write the book um well my in my family it's always been a thing that's really normal Mm -hmm. and um so like my mum finds any fart jokes she'll laugh like hysterically and um my dad if he doesn't want to answer a question that we ask he'll just fart instead (laughs) so he can just fart on cue yeah (laughs) that's a real talent yeah my nephew can fart on cue actually oh really yeah that's definitely something i can't do oh i can burp on cue i can't fart on cue (laughs) (laughs) and you've got two daughters right yeah florence age six and grace age four and how has it been bringing them up with you know the world that we have now and what's been your mission with these girls well basically I found it tricky because Florence was small when she was born so everyone thought she was ultra cute and I literally couldn't go anywhere without people telling me that she looked like a doll or that she was beautiful or anything and still you know when I'm with them both people stop me and tell me how beautiful they are and uh when we came out of the hospital with Florence also, someone said, is it a pink one or a blue one? And I just thought, well, they don't really have a colour. They're just who, they're just who they are, you know, because yeah. we didn't find out either time what we were having. And uh, they're both completely different as well. Like Florence is ultra girly. Her favourite colour is pink. She loved it. She says pretty things and, mm. and being all sparkly. She knows that it gets her positive attention. So she plays up to it a bit. But she does genuinely like that kind of thing. Whereas Grace, she likes that as well. But she also loves dinosaurs and incy wincy spider. 
when they're playing games she likes to be the giant that scares all the toys and things like that you know she's really she she loved but they, they both love climbing and exploring and we really try to nurture that because I want them to know that they can do anything and it doesn't matter but it is it is challenging because people feel like they need to stop and and say something I mean you know there's loads of things that you could say to a child you don't have to comment on their looks or their appearance well that's it isn't it and I think from from the beginning and it does start when you're a baby it's always well I think at the beginning it's always you know that it's a boy or it's a girl card and then it's always about oh your baby's so cute or so beautiful like so pretty and it's I know at that age I suppose your personality hasn't completely shone out of you yet but it, it it's all on just how you look and that physical level rather than who you are and I think that's what kind of carries through in life is you always feel like you're defined by how you look and how you present yourself rather than who you are as a person yeah exactly and uh, you know they've done studies in schools and I think it's about by the age of seven boys and girls have very specific ideas of who should be a leader and who should be in the high powered job and it's generally men so I'm trying to challenge those perceptions because you know luckily we are seeing more and more women in these roles it's still quite often considered to be like masculine versus feminine and I just think well not you know most of us don't fall into just those categories we're a mixture and as are our children it's even looking back when I was at school I remember if you were a girl that was a leader you were seen as bossy whereas it was very normal for one of the boys to be a leader and they wouldn't be called bossy it would just be you know they're just a leader but I know there was a girl in my school and she was very she very much took the lead in everything she did and in front of everyone and and everyone did think oh you're just you're just bossy and that's how she was seen and I I I don't know what she's doing now but I think she'll be doing very well because she was very determined and you know she could she could hold the attention of a lot of people and she knew what she wanted but it's just weird that at school it was seen as oh you're bossy because you're a girl that's leading yeah I've actually written a poem called I am not bossy because I get fed up with that I'm trying to challenge the fact that you know girls can have opinions and have a voice mm-hmm. and want to lead and still be respected for that and not not be considered to be bossy or I think the whole concept is because we, we we're we're taught not to take up very much space Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I did gender studies at university, I also, you know, they were saying that the majority of the time, especially school uniforms, girls are wearing dresses, but they're the ones that are more likely to do handstands and things mm-hmm. like that. And then they get told off for being inappropriate. And I just think that if we can try and change the way that girls are taught to behave, like, you know, if they use their voice, then it's good that they're using their voice. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think with what you're doing with the the books and normalizing bodily functions that although it's all about that it's very much also it's about just being okay with doing stuff that isn't deemed appropriate for your gender I suppose and I, I don't I never I've always thought about this and that's probably why I started doing those videos on YouTube because I always thought why is it okay for boys to announce when they're going to the toilet or just fart and then get away with it and for girls it's like if I was to stand up at work and go I'm just going for a poo now everyone would be like why are you doing why are you telling us and I always I always thought about this over and over again and I was like why I don't get it why am I not allowed to do this but my brother is quite all right just announcing to the room that you know he's just farted and like you know is wafting it around but if I do it everyone's like you're disgusting I don't know why you're doing this and it's it's something that's just gone over and over in my head and I just think you know 
we as women do need to be okay with it because it it is normal and it's something that I don't understand why there's such a stigma attached to to girls in that sense it's all it's all down to the fact that we're meant to be ladies whatever that means Mm. it's so contradictory in so many ways and it's just that we're meant to be all sweet and nice and meek we're not allowed to talk about our periods or our our vaginas or anything Mm. and perfectly normal for men to talk about their penises that's what I don't understand I'm always I don't get it because it's it's even if you're working in an office or if you're at school and um, you have to go to the toilet and you are on your period and you've got you know sanitary towels or tampons you hide them up your sleeve you know you'll, you'll go to the toilet with the bag and you'll make it as discreet as possible and I'm always like why it's normal you know yeah. and it's, it's because you know other people expect it to be a secret thing that's because it has traditionally always been a secret thing Mm. and now we're getting to the point where we don't want it to be secret I mean when my mum first started her period she had no idea it just happened one day mm. and it must have been really scary a lot more people are talking about it, which is amazing and I think I think with social media now everything is well it's not it's not changed yet but I think you know stuff like periods is becoming way more normal and way more talked about and so people feel less alone in the journey they're going through and I've got a friend on social media who she always talks about the, the pain she goes through with it and you know how she copes with it and and she's very unapologetic about it and I feel like a lot of her followers and a lot of people that are friends with her have started opening up a lot more and you see it as a movement and I'm I'm starting to realize that social media has its negativities but it also has its positivities in this way that it's allowing people to feel so much more normal in their bodies in their normal bodily functions and just feeling happy and confident about what you know what they do as a human it's important to talk about it in front of boys as well because you know half of their peer group are girls and Mm. they're going to be experiencing periods at some point and then they need to understand that it's normal yeah because if if we don't discuss it widely if girls are taken to a different room and talked and and they're told about it because I remember I was in the drama studio at school and we were talking about it just just the girls at school and and it's something that everyone needs to hear and every bodily function you know all of the the majority of the books out there that are about toilet humor are aimed at boys yeah and I I thought well girls find it just as funny I've worked Mm. with children for 21 years and from my experience they love it just as much as boys and laugh and I wanted them to know that it, it's not nothing to be ashamed of if, if they do fart or burp or go to the toilet that's completely normal mm-hmm. if they didn't do it then it would be abnormal and they would yeah. probably get ill exactly and how has it been with your daughters with your book have they did they take it in quite well did they find it really funny like how what was their sort of reaction on it well when I first wrote it before it was uh, illustrated or anything it was just on my ipad florence wouldn't let me read it to her mm. and every time i read it to her she would have a tantrum because she had been told that girls don't fart and she was only three at the time and she really took it on board and just did not want me to talk to her about it at all and now she loves it and we laugh about it all the time um grace absolutely loves it so we, yeah we've 
kind of help Lawrence particularly understand that it's okay and, yeah. and you know things like periods they we talk about it all the time and they know one day they'll have periods and that their bodies are functioning normally and naturally and there's nothing wrong with them and if anyone says that they're, that it's wrong then they're wrong basically. No I think it's so important from a young age for children to know all about that because when I was growing up I, I didn't know I, I didn't know all about periods I knew some stuff but it wasn't really talked about that much in my household because I grew up with a brother and I was very uncomfortable about stuff like that I didn't want to I didn't want to talk to people about it I didn't want my mum and dad to tell me about it and so when it did happen it was it was fine because I had friends to talk about it with but I did feel a little bit like oh is this normal is this normal like what's happening is that meant to happen is this not meant to happen and there wasn't a huge amount that I could find out about it at the time because the internet was wasn't as widely used as it is now and so I kind of always felt a bit like what should I be using and I didn't know what the difference was between you know different tampons and sanitary towels and I mean now I know it all but when I was younger I knew nothing and I think so many people my age also felt the same way so I think it's such an important conversation to have with your children and to have with younger people and be so open about it because it does carry on through life and it help it helps everyone yeah exactly and I, I'm and I hope that it helps improve body confidence and mm. positivity as well and and stops women and girls feeling so judgmental about themselves and ashamed of themselves because that's ultimately we're taught to be ashamed of who we are and if we're if we're ashamed then we're more likely to buy into the whole industry that is playing on our vulnerabilities and I just feel very passionate about the fact that I want Florence and Grace to be confident about themselves and know that they're perfect as they are and don't need any kind of improvement or anything I think that's so important and I love that you're doing that because I think there is definitely a body positivity movement happening right now on social media that I'm seeing more and more and people kind of being open because I think for so long social media there's been it's it's been a place where you you put filters on everything and a lot of people edit the way they look in a bikini or in anything they're wearing so they they'll make themselves look smaller and you know that it's so detrimental for them but it's also detrimental to everyone else because it's it's really saying you shouldn't be happy with how you look and you won't get the attention unless you look this certain size or this certain way and it's it, it's frustrating to see because you just think you're so beautiful the way you are and you don't need to try and look a different way because you are you and that's what's amazing about you is you're unique and this is who you are and this is how you look and you don't look like someone else you look like you and that should be really celebrated and I feel like we are starting to step into that but for so long we've been in this back end of it where we've been unhappy with who we are unhappy with how we look and constantly trying to change it yeah exactly it's um it's just I think a lot of celebrities actually have started to be more realistic about how they actually Mm. look without being photoshopped and some of them have been calling out magazines that have photoshopped them and saying Mm. that's not actually what I look like yeah and and trying to be a bit more raw and realistic because also what a lot of women and girls don't realize is that these people a lot of the time have a lot of money and a lot of time to sit and have like three hours of a makeover I mean the only time I can relate to that is when I got ready for our wedding it literally took three hours to do my hair and makeup and I don't have that kind of time no in general I I I tend not to wear makeup at all really unless we're going out 
somewhere mm. and I kind of try to role play that to the girl so mm. that they see I mean recently they've both been for a phase of wanting to use my makeup and I've just said okay then you can use it but once it's gone it's gone and like some of it's a lot of it's really old actually I just I don't update my my makeup bag it's very small yeah. I've got a friend who's a makeup artist and she laughed when she saw it <laughs> it's just quite ridiculous really but I also thought to myself if I tell them they can't and I keep fighting it they are just going to challenge it even more so just let them do it and hopefully get it out of their system and realize that they don't need it obviously they don't need it anyway because they're so small but um they just like to experiment I suppose yeah I think it's natural isn't it you you see other people wearing it or you hear about other people wearing it and you want to try it and I know when I was younger I used to I think very very badly put on all sorts of weird makeup on my face from my mum's makeup bag without asking I'd just go in and probably put lipstick on my eyelids or something ridiculous but it was all part of I guess I don't know I thought well I think for me I think I was you know was seeing magazines or tv and that was probably what kind of drilled it into my head but yeah I don't I, I feel like everything things very very different from when I was younger and I, I don't know how that must be bringing up children right now especially with you know younger children getting iPhones and things like that like how do you feel about your children as they get older and introducing technology stop social media um well <laughs> They know what social media is, but I don't actually put any pictures of them on it because I don't feel like they're old enough and I don't mm. feel like I've got their consent either. Yeah. So um, I'll put the back of their head or something, but otherwise I, I just don't have any record. I don't really want them all over the internet either because anyone mm. could get images of them. And, you know, you hear of people setting up fake profiles and um, I just, I don't want that. And also sometimes they'll use our phones to play games, but otherwise we don't, I, I won't be getting them a phone until they're like secondary school age I suppose yeah in, in an ideal world they wouldn't be getting one until they're about 16 but yeah <laughs> that's not going to happen no it's hard isn't it because you it's you need it as a way of communication but then you don't want them to have all the apps and stuff so it's like oh, I'll just give you a, a Nokia 3210 like we have back in the day but I mean those probably aren't even around anymore <laughs> they probably don't even work no <laughs> <laughs> technology's definitely advanced since since then but no it's it's difficult isn't it because I think as soon as you go on social media if, if you start taking in the wrong things then you start believing a different narrative and that's when things get really difficult I think things get really blurry as soon as you start looking and comparing yourself to the online world I know I always struggle with that whenever I go on my phone and I'm following the wrong people I start thinking oh I need to buy this I need to buy that I need to look this certain way and act this certain way like I'm not good enough and I think it, it's something something that everyone experiences and it's it's always down to that comparison and down to thinking that you need to be more like someone else rather than yourself like I've said before yeah and I think it's really great that you're an influencer and you are definitely uh, making a difference with you. what you do because obviously you're into Disneyland and and you're farting at the same time and I think you know <laughs> it's great if if girls can see someone who they can relate to because most of the girls I know do like the idea of princesses um and um I mean obviously there are exceptions to that rule but yeah. after all 
time that I've spent with children, they do tend to gravitate. And it is largely because the world and society knows how to push them in that direction. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, if they know that they can relate to you and, and also have a laugh, you know, because mm. like, we talk about all the princesses, we talk about what are their strengths and um, we list all the things that they do that, that makes them strong or brave or courageous. Um, and um, I think the only one that we I struggle with is Sleeping Beauty because I feel like she doesn't really... She sleeps kind, a lot. She doesn't do much. She Well, the thing is, before that, she's kind of protected in the woods mm. and then pricks her finger and then she's asleep. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel like she kind of... I don't know, I might be wrong, but um, all the others we've kind of tried to find what they do that is empowering yeah there's definitely a lot of princesses that are very empowering but it's also looking at the fact that when you look at a princess you see them on their level of beauty and then you know all the the wonderful things that they do and you know how they empower women but it's also like well these women as well if they're real then they they fart they poop they they have periods like they they're exactly the same as you on a human level they may not be the same as you personality wise but they are the same as you as a human being and you look up to these princesses and think I want to be like that princess but it's like well yeah they they also fart like just like you yeah exactly and I've and I've tried to because Florence has actually struggled with the idea of the fact that these princesses do go to the toilet mm. and I said well what do you think they do and she just she just can't get her head around it you know she just I, I really try to say yeah it's normal for them to to have bodily functions yeah it's it's so straight I think I uh one of my first proper relationships um I was with a guy that he drilled it into my head so much that girls don't fart girls don't poop and I me being me as someone that's very open with stuff like that I unfortunately was younger and was like oh okay no they don't okay they don't so I won't do anything like that around him and then when I did fart in front of him I was mortified I was like he can't know I'm just I'm just gonna have to pretend it was something else and I I was laughing at it but I was also hugely embarrassed by it and then a few months later probably about six six seven months later we went on holiday together for about three weeks um after we finished university and in that entire three weeks I didn't go to the toilet once and I was so unwell it was awful but it wasn't that I didn't want to it was that psychologically I believed that I couldn't around him and so my body just was like no and I tried everything I tried laxatives I tried like prunes date apricots like everything I could and it just nothing happened but I was so unwell for three weeks and as soon as I got back into my own comfort zone I was fine but it was it's just so strange that someone can make you feel like that and that's so in in like ingrained into his head that it was normal that girls wouldn't do that yeah and that's why the conversation needs to to be with everybody because Mm. it's not it's not going to change no unless we do that and you know with, with the book it, as many boys are enjoying it as girls mm. and um in fact someone commented the other day saying that their um son didn't think that the girls farted so so she said that she thinks she's going to have to buy the book definitely <laughs> so yeah i i that, that that's what i want really i i want the message to get as far and wide as possible because it's also very cultural mm. some some cultures are far more accepting it than others and um it's just it needs to change because it can cause long-term health problems and especially if people have got things like ibs Mm. they really need to feel comfortable doing that and yeah 
if they're made to be uncomfortable because of their bodily functions and they're just going to get more ill mm. it's funny though because I, I always think that when you're around your if you're a girl and you're around your girlfriends and you're around people that you're comfortable around it's so funny that that conversation will eventually come up when you're comfortable with that person so I've got friends at work that um were a group of girls at work and someone the other day brought up like oh something something about going to the toilet and then everyone was like oh I do the same or this this and that and it's really funny how it, it all suddenly becomes a very relatable thing that is really funny and everyone enjoys to talk about but if you were around say if it was me and a group of men and then the guy started talking about stuff like that and then I joined in and was like oh I do that too they'd be like oh, right okay well we weren't asking you do, do you know what I mean like it's it's weird how the conversation with girls as soon as you all get in this group of girls and you all start opening up about it, it it just becomes the most normal thing in the world the funniest thing in the world and you can all laugh about it but you would I don't I don't feel like yet yeah, everyone is at that that stage where they're comfortable to say it in front of everyone if that makes sense yeah that that's true and it's also because um again boys and men have been taught that it's something that, that women and girls shouldn't be talking about but also mm. think for a woman to speak up in a workplace full of men takes a lot of courage mm. and the amount of times I've been in um meetups or um talking with other women they'll put their hand up I don't know oh, any really? men that do that no no we don't either no that's that yeah that's actually a really good point I've not even thought about stuff like that before but it I suppose the workplace is still very male dominant and it's it's something that's I'm hoping it will change over the generations because for us I suppose anyone you know in this generation they're they've been brought up with it still not being completely equal and so there's still that little rumble inside that's like oh I shouldn't I shouldn't speak up yet it's not my turn whereas the men are always like well this is my my birthright you know um and I think as it's being more talked about and as women are coming forward and saying you know this isn't right why am I why am I second thought why am I not able to do this why am I called bossy when I do this it, it's slowly starting to be you know more heard and so I think the change will will really start to be seen in the next sort of 10 years yeah it is, it's, it's all about the language that we use as well mm. and 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 um, you know a lot of uh, schools and and uh, nurseries and places like that have really been trying to work on the, the way they speak to boys and girls yeah so that they're not um so they're trying to treat them more equally because in the past it's been a tendency to say darling to a girl and mate to a boy or something like that yeah. and it's just subtle things in language you know it's like when we're crossing the road for example mm-hmm. we'll say green person or red person yeah we never say green man or, or red man yeah so we we try and 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 instill that as well or i just say green or red i just don't even yeah say anything else i saw some coloring books today and i was actually quite impressed because there was i mean they were still pink and blue mm-hmm. but on the on the front cover of each they had a boy and a girl so they weren't just specifically one gender they they you know anyone could use the parents could buy them and be like, okay that's you know that's for both or yeah. or or uh, someone else friend whoever so things like that are moving on but there's still loads of 
fashion for example i was trying to find some nice children's clothes today Mm -hmm. that aren't pink and sparkly i saw a post that someone had moved some nasa tops from the boys section and put them in the girls section i thought that's really good because like for example the pajamas the boys pajamas are the types of pajamas that grace would love wearing but she wouldn't necessarily be bought those because they're not in the girls section it's strange isn't it because i suppose we don't think a lot about what i I think when you're dressing your children you, you think about it more but you don't think about yourself as much like i think when you go into a store if you did go and look at the pajamas or the nightwear that's when it's really really gender specific i think that's when you really see it in any age you go to the back and you think well why am i why are all the girls stuff all pink and lacy and very cute and not comfortable at all and then you look at the men's stuff and it's it'll be like a nasa t-shirt and some like space trousers which i definitely wear like i i wear a lot of my partner's stuff to bed because i think it's really really comfortable and i like how it looks but you know it's typically it's for men it's the colors that is aimed at men and it's you know all of the the things that men are meant to like and women aren't meant to like and and i don't ever wear women's pajamas because they're just they're not they're not my style they're not how i would like to dress myself and what i would find comfortable like i don't want to wear a lacy sort of camisole to bed with lacy little shorts that are uncomfortable because it's not it's not me and it's kind of just projecting that whole thing that i should look pretty when i sleep well not i don't look pretty when i sleep at all like my hair's on my head you know i i look a a mess which i'm so okay with i I want to look that way when i go to sleep and i think it's only when you really think about it how you're marketed all these things and how you're told as a woman how you should look but then you look at all the men's stuff and it's like well they're allowed to be slobby they're allowed to look quote-unquote gross where we're we're taught that's not how we should look yeah it's it's tricky because with the pajama thing i just don't find them comfortable really no so i don't bother wearing them anyway and i tend to get too hot with them on so Mm. Um, it's not something that that I've ever been bothered about but yeah the thing that gets me the most is the fact that girl that women's trousers don't have pockets yeah and men's do because we are expected to have a handbag so our clothes are not practical and it's like this is something that me and my boyfriend have spoken about before his pockets go down so far he could fit in the front pocket his phone and his wallet and it will go all the way down his leg and then if you try to put my phone in my front pocket if I have a pocket it stops halfway in so my phone is hanging halfway out of my pocket and so I'd have to put it in the back pocket and still it hangs out whereas my boyfriend who could hide he could hide a body in his pockets like they're so deep and then you look at mine and I'm like why can't I fit anything in mine (laughs) that's such a good point that's something that I guess no one ever brings up in conversation because it's it's not really thought about is it I've heard more and more women talking about it yeah because you know like little girls tops will have a tiny pocket in or something and I just think well why have they got a little pocket in their top it it doesn't that doesn't make any sense either no they can't put anything in it but if they're wearing leggings or anything then they don't have any pockets in those the retail industry wants them to like handbags from a very young age but I just find handbags very uncomfortable I've never found one that I particularly like I, I'm just not into that mm. and also they're incredibly bad for your back and shoulders so physically it's just not a good idea to be carrying a really heavy bag on one shoulder and then half the time when you put stuff in the bag you've got so much other stuff you can't even find what you need anyway so I'd much rather just be able to walk around with my bank card and my keys and that's it no I uh, I actually 
a lot of the time when I go out, I say to Chris, can you put my card in your wallet? And can I put my phone in your pocket? Because they're so much bigger than mine. And then I don't have to carry anything around with me on my shoulder or in my hand. And it's, it, it, I, I think I've, from a young age, I've never really liked having a bag. My mom was in fashion when I was younger, but she never really influenced me like that. She never made me believe that I'd have to wear heels. Like I'm someone that I don't really ever wear heels. I always wear flat shoes. I'd always wear trainers or boots in the winter. And I really put that down to the fact that one, I've got a brother and two, my mum never made me feel like I had to look that way. And I think when you're growing up, you take so much influence from that childhood, don't you? And you know, what you were taught was right and wrong and what you saw around you. And I think I always just saw what my brother was doing and was like, oh, I I just want to do that too. I want to be like that. And I suppose... I guess that's where my acceptance for bodily functions did come from in the first place. I think I think you're right. My, my mum doesn't really wear makeup. She'll put lipstick on when she's about to go out, mm. but otherwise she doesn't wear makeup. And none of us have got very good feet anyway, so wearing heels is not an option really. Mm. I've just never felt like I need to have anything like that. Like I'm not a shoe person. I've got enough pairs of shoes to last me for every kind of. I've got smart shoes and sandals and and winter shoes and and things so my shoes take up one shelf on the shoe rack and and my husband has a shelf and then the girls have bottom shelf with a with a box of shoes each I just feel like it's never been an interest I haven't walked around the shopping center thinking oh wow those shoes look great it's important because I think people forget how much money they spend on clothes shoes bags accessories and then how little use they get out of it and then it's it's the environmental factor as well it's like well you know if you buy all these things and then you keep buying all these things and you're not using all these things you're going to eventually throw them away and they're just going to end up in landfill and it goes back to that whole idea of essentialism and just having what you need you know you've got minimalism and you've got essentialism and both of those things are teaching us that really we need to stop buying into the marketing buying into what everyone's telling us to have and just have what we need you just need basic items for every season and for everyday life it's true and you know the women's sections in 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 shops are always much bigger than the men's Mm. i get most of my stuff from charity shops and the men's section is tiny from what my husband said it tends to be that a lot of men will wear their clothes until they fall apart and then they can't really donate it but it's a season as well is it like because of the fashion seasons i think women feel a lot more pressure to be in fashion i've never felt like i need to be in fashion i'll just wear whatever's comfortable whatever's practical and i mean the girls have always got more clothes than me it's so inspiring though because i think so many people aren't comfortable not buying the latest fashion and I more and more I'm seeing people there's I think there was a trend I read about it I've not I've not really seen much of it but I read about it there was a trend it was secondhand September or something and everyone was going thrifting and going to charity shops and instead of buying from online retailers especially like fast fashion they were like well you know I'll shop locally and just go to a charity shop and pick up anything I can find and then make it my own and I think that is the most amazing thing because we're I think it's it's almost like a vulnerability if you if you're not seen wearing the right things or looking fashionable you're taught that you're not as liked as other people you don't look as good as other people and you know people won't 
find you as attractive and I think if you can get to that place where you can you know feel comfortable just dressing how you want to dress how it feels comfortable for you and what you feel you look good in then you've reached such a such a level of power in yourself I suppose because it is such a confidence like to be able to just be happy in whatever is comfortable and feels right for you yeah exactly comfortable with your body comfortable Mm. with how you look comfortable with who you are not having to feel like you have to conform or answer to anybody else it's very difficult for a lot of people men and women because you know like anorexia is really quite rife in men and and it's always traditionally been something that women have suffered from but it happens to men and it and it's on an increase and body image is so restrictive especially if people don't identify as the gender that they are given or Mm. it's really hard for people to be able to be able to express themselves properly and feel happy and comfortable and not feel judged i think what i would love to see happen in the world is i I always i literally i think i talk about this in every single podcast but i i would love us to sort of take on that not mindset because I don't know what mindset they have but animals don't seem to from what I can see I don't know what they think but they don't look like they judge each other on what they have it's very much like you've got two animals and their purpose is to be happy they want to feel happy and you know they they just be I suppose and they just connect with each other and I don't know like animals just look so much happier than humans because they don't have all of this alert around them that we have like the marketing and you know just the world has made us feel so much more restricted it ha- it has and I agree with you animals just get on with it but yeah it's it's also obviously it's it, it's become more because of social media but it's mm-hmm. always been around if you think if you look at women's fashion throughout history and also if you look at the the expectations of how to be a lady they changed over time and you know the fact that now we are able to have our own bank account and get a mortgage and also have children out of wedlock and not be made to feel like we're wrong or things like that have changed a lot but there's still a lot of stigmas and there's still a lot of judgment from one woman to another woman because we are taught not to like each other and not to trust each other and and so a lot of the work that I'm doing is with other women and it's just really empowering having that support and genuinely being proud of each other and Mm -hmm. cheering each other on it it, it makes such a huge difference that is one of the most important things I've learned as I've got older it's that you shouldn't dislike another woman and you shouldn't feel in competition with another woman I think you know growing up that's how you're you're led to believe you should be I think when I was growing up it was always like oh you have to be better than her and if she's doing this then she's someone that's against you really and you know she's the enemy and as I've got older I've been like no I want I want women to do really well and I want all the women in my life to know that they're doing really well and I always make a point of cheering on my friends and cheering on people I don't know because I think it's so important I think you know women are amazing and we've always been like pinned against each other and taught to go head to head and it's like a battle with women and it's we've also 
always been taught that being lonely is an awful thing and that you should always have a boyfriend. I've realized this a lot recently. I think girls have always been made to feel like they're not whole until they've got a partner and that, you know, they that is their aim to have a partner. And it's like, no, that person is amazing if you've got them in your life and it's re- it's great when you've got a partner, but they're, they're adding to your life. They're not making your life whole. They're just joining you on the journey of you feeling whole. You know, that journey is a personal one. It's not found in someone else. And that's something that growing up, I always struggled with because I was single a lot of my life and I was so okay with it, but people made me feel that I shouldn't be okay with it and that I should be looking for a boyfriend and a husband and someone to make my life feel like it has purpose. But that also stems back to the the whole idea of finding a prince and Mm. being whole until you found the prince. It's still a message that's instilled in our children. They love the idea of, of marriage and they love the idea of finding someone to settle down with. And I think, yeah, that's great as long as you love that person and they treat you as an equal and they respect you and cheer you on and you cheer them on and that's great but it's just easy for them to fall for for that like idealistic so for example I always I've instilled in the girls that if they meet anybody that is like Gaston from Beauty and the Beast then they have to stay well clear because he is just a horrible self-centered individual and you know he could he he could well also be a woman you know it's not just about men but it's I just felt I found that having someone like that as an example has been really helpful to help them understand people's different personalities and things and what to look out for and what not to accept yeah that's the thing isn't it I think you do have to introduce that to your children for them to know that there's going to be because I think when you're younger you can feel there's an innocence isn't there and you sort of feel like everyone has that innocence and everyone's going to be lovely to you and everyone's going to be happy and kind but it's it's not the truth because there are a lot of people that have had bad experiences and have had a lot of trauma and have had bad things happen to them and had an upbringing that's sort of rounded them into being maybe not the nicest of people with the best intentions and you're always going to meet people like that and you know sometimes you have to sort of learn about those people before they hurt you yeah exactly Mm. so the the Disney films do teach children that not everyone's nice yeah and you like they both love Tangled and so they know that there are some people that aren't to be trusted and aren't nice I just find it quite tricky sometimes I try my best to prepare them for the world but at the same time they do have quite a sheltered life and I want them to be able to enjoy their childhood and not have to worry about these things we've also recently pulled Florence out of school because she didn't want to go back. They were homeschooling now and the dynamics between the children who are homeschooled and the children who are in school is quite different. They are in competition with each other at school and encourage each other to have the latest toys or the latest gadgets whereas the children in the homeschooling community are not driven by that. They're quite happy just being free and playing in the park and I think because Florence is so influenced by everyone around her it's actually a really positive thing that Mm -hmm. she's now able to be more herself I think it's so important to I think when you're younger if you don't find who you are it's always like you're looking in someone else in a way like I think it's like it's important that you do have that time where you learn who you are and you learn what you like and I mean that is a journey that goes throughout your life it's not just established when you're younger it's something that you find more and more as you get older and older but to have that freedom to be allowed to be yourself without the influence of other people and without that competition and comparison is is so important because
because we don't all get that and it it's something that will shape her into such a well-rounded person that will feel so much more empowered I feel like I want her to know that because for, for for a long time she felt like she didn't look pretty unless she was wearing a pretty dress mm. so she always had to wear a nice dress mm. and now she still likes to wear pretty dresses but she mm. also is starting to understand that she can do other things as well she doesn't have to wear I, t- I tell her that if she wants to go climbing and exploring wearing pretty dresses is a very restrictive form of clothing and she won't be able to climb to the top of the, a tree or something you know she, mm. she has to wear something that enables her to do that and a lot of the clothes that are aimed at girls and women are incredibly restrictive they're just things like them crawling around if they're wearing a dress it gets caught and then they can't crawl properly so it's better if they're in leggings or a top and a top or something that's comfortable because then Mm. it means that they can play and explore as they should be doing definitely and i think that goes through life i think the high fashion stuff and the real targeted stuff is never comfortable for anything you're doing in life i think you comfort is the key because it just you're free when you're comfortable you can do what you want i think like you say it's good to be free and it's good to have freedom of movement freedom of bodily functions freedom of voice so if you could change anything in the world with I don't know like a rule or anything what would be your like sole thing your your main mission if you could do anything if you could have a control with a just a snap of your fingers I think that I would have equality for everybody not just humans animals Mm -hmm. everybody and let them live how they are happy living and not expect them to to conform to things just because it's my way of thinking or someone else's way of thinking just let them be as they are really what a lovely way to end today's episode I honestly had such a lovely time speaking to Alice today I feel like it was just a really important conversation that we had Um, so thank you so much Alice for being so honest and open and just a real person basically and I hope you're all having a lovely day today and obviously if you're in the UK we found out that we're going into a lovely four-week lockdown which is not the most ideal situation in the world but I think as always we just have to find the positives in this and just use that time wisely and try not to feel too overwhelmed and too pressed on what's going to happen in the future financially and in so many different ways but as always if you are enjoying this podcast it would mean the world if you could rate and review us and I will see you next week for another episode